0: Welcome to the Her Sports Story podcast, where we share in the stories of former female athletes, connect on the transition out of sport, and create a space where the Always an Athlete tribe can come for connection and inspiration. I'm your host, Bethany Crouch, founder of the Her Sports Story blog and podcast, and former competitive gymnast of 15 years to an athlete advocate professional. It makes my heart so happy to connect in and share these former female athlete stories. And I am so grateful and excited that you are here to join us. Her Sports Story Tribe, thanks so much for tuning in today. Today we have on the podcast Kelly Bray. Kelly is a former athlete turned health and fitness coach turned mama of two. And she is so immensely passionate about helping former athletes transition into their next best versions of themselves through health and fitness and through personal development. And what was really neat is that through talking with her a little bit before the call and through this podcast, she was like inspiring me and speaking to my soul. So I like stepped up in this podcast game, at least for me. I felt like this was such a great episode, we, like, tackled so many topics, and I am really excited for you to hear this conversation. Kelly, I'm so excited to have you on the Her Sports Story podcast. We, you know, thankfully had some time to chat a little bit before this. And we were just, like, we were rolling. Like, there's no stopping us, obviously, because we we have that connection as former athletes. So go ahead and kind of introduce yourself, how your sports journey looked, and we'll just, you know, roll with it from there.
1: Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for having me, Bethany. This is such a treat. Um, I'm getting this in over my kids nap time today. So this is just amazing. Perfect. And I'll apologize ahead of time to all the listeners I'm an ABB squirrel, but I will be as efficient as possible. So <laughs> My name is Kelly Gray. I am a stay-at-home mom and a um, I guess it'd be full-time uh, health and business health and fitness owner. Um, I like I said, I have two toddlers and I have a wild golden and I've been married for almost six years, which is crazy. Um, married my high school sweetheart. So I um had the opportunity i guess and the blessing to get a full ride to the university of virginia and play college volleyball um i'll go back a little bit so kind of in high school i was just always really athletic and really blessed on great teams uh won a couple state championships for basketball um and never really struggled with the mental side of the game until i went to college so my freshman year of Virginia, um, unfortunately when I arrived, the coach that had recruited me had left. So I was uh, somebody else's problem, if you will, at that time. And he made it very clear that I wasn't wanted and um, did a lot of things to me that later I realized I, I harbored and I kind of uh, buried pretty deep. And they came out later, and which we'll talk about. But I uh, struggled really hard my freshman year at Virginia. Um, you know, thought about quitting a million times, but that's not in my DNA. So stuck it out. But then I actually decided to transfer after my freshman year and go to Appalachian State University, which is in Boone, North Carolina, to the coach that had originally recruited me to Virginia. And I'd be lying if I said the transition was easy. It wasn't. Unfortunately, I carried so much of my emotional um, and mental I guess, if you will not abuse, but just damage that I had endured at Virginia 2 app. So my sophomore year was a mess. I was in my own way. I was in my own head. Have a great game. Have a bad game. Um, I just really struggled myself personally, physically. um, Bethany, I talked about this a little bit. Like I straight ate my emotions. So I would balloon up 20 pounds and then lose 30 pounds. And it was just always a yo-yo and in my own way. Junior year got a little bit better. Um, I was able to find my, myself again after four years of struggling. Um, and unfortunately those still kind of ended like on an icky note at the end of the season. And then I basically just went into my senior year and decided this is it. Um, I'm going all in and I'm not leaving on a bad note. So I had the blessing to play with my sister, which is really, really cool. She was a little was outside. And so I had a bang in senior year, like literally went all out, just decided enough was enough. I wasn't going to be in my own way. And I have zero regrets. Finished on a high note. We didn't win conference, unfortunately. We lost in the semifinals um, of our um, champ, whatever of our conference tournament. So I ended on a high note. It was incredible. Um, and then, so volleyball being in the fall, I went for special education. And so that whole spring, I kind of lived that like non-athlete college life, and I lived it up. I loved it. I was student teaching. And then my um, high school boyfriend came down in May. He proposed. We got engaged. Um, I decided I was going to move back home to Pennsylvania after four years in the South and I was going to teach and I was going to teach special ed and it was going to be great and it was going to be amazing. And shortly, not shortly, really quickly, I realized in my first month of teaching that I was struggling and I was struggling with myself and what my role was and what I was good at. And I was throwing so many hours into work and I had no balance and I was planning a wedding and I was overwhelmed. And that's when I first started really struggling with my anxiety and my depression at the time. And I literally gained 40 pounds in like three months. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, you try your wedding dress on in January for your July wedding and it doesn't fit. <laughs> so, this is where I think I started developing really bad eating habits because I went into starvation mode. I went into, you got to fit in this dress. And um, I don't know how it's going to happen, but you got to fit in this dress. So, I probably did every single juice cleanse under the sun, mm-hmm. ate unhealthy amounts of calories if I'm being honest and really started using alcohol if I'm being truthful um as like an abuser for sure like was just masking on the weekends like I'm good and would get drunk probably black out and then just repeat the week of anxiety and worry and so I actually burned out from that job in March and got married to my husband in July had another job set up in autism support for the fall mm-hmm. and was like, this is it. I'm and I kind of felt like in a way like it was my transition from Virginia to app state with like, yeah. you know, new, place, new opportunity. And unfortunately, you know, I again didn't learn that I had to re- repair myself and not bring the same habits into the next situation. So same thing overworked, got in my own way. It was a really, um, it was like a fight or flight job. Our kids were nonverbal aggressive, really Physical, we are in restraints every day. So I lost this time. I lost sixty pounds and I was unhealthy. I couldn't guess this is so crazy. This is like seriously it's nuts. This is true. Couldn't get out of bed. Um I was just really, really bad. And I've always think i struggled in the winter with like a little seasonal depression. Mm-hmm. And it was the worst. We had like twenty some snow days. So to wrap it up really quickly, struggle with that. Then of course, what happens when you go to eat again is your body goes into shock and I ballooned up. So I just, that year Mm -hmm. I, I literally gained and lost a hundred pounds. Like it was the craziest year of my life. It was was really bad. Um, and I, that's when I really started abusing alcohol too, was Mm -hmm. just like blacking out making really bad choices. And then I decided I was going to do Nutrisystem and I lost 20 pounds and I got pregnant that July with our son. And ever since then, it's just been like a blessing because he saved me Mm -hmm. because you get pregnant, it's no longer about you. It's about your baby. Yep. I had a healthy pregnancy. I did CrossFit. I found a community I liked again. That was the biggest thing. CrossFit saved me. Um, and then postpartum was a whole nother mess that I don't get into, but just really finding yourself in motherhood is a whole nother story. Um, but when you're a competitive athlete, like you find a way and you make it work. Yeah. And with my daughter, when my son was six months old, And I unfortunately didn't lose my weight for my son. So I really ballooned up and, but in a healthy way. And I did CrossFit with her. And then by the time I had delivered her, I had two babies under 15 months. And it was kind of like one of those, like, I was just straight in survival. Like, I don't really remember the first six months of her life. Mm -hmm. And um, we had something happen in our family and I needed something for me. I needed something that I could focus on that could be a positive light. And this truthfully, Bethany was the first time in, So at that time, I was 28. So this is the first time in probably 10 years that I was forced to go back and repair the Virginia Kelly and all the damage that had been done psychologically to me and that I had done to myself. So um, I did a program that focused on eating and being the best version of yourself. I started my coaching business and I just found myself again and I dug into personal development and I found my community and I found my purpose in helping others. And I've never been happier and I've never been more fulfilled inside. And I feel like my 18 year old self that left, you know, York, Pennsylvania and went to Virginia before she was damaged and messed up for all those years. So um, that's kind of my story and like in a rant, which is a lot, but it was, it was something
0: Oh yeah and you touched on like every aspect and I think like it's so important for us to bring up those patterns that you know start when we are actually in college or sometimes even younger and you now looking back can see those patterns and see yourself going through the anxiety cycle and the depression with drinking and eating and you know using those to basically help help cope right And which is a completely like normal human thing that that we do as humans, right? We're searching for that feeling um, Mm -hmm. to make us feel safe or better or whatnot. So thank you for going through all of that because I think we don't always hear about that, right? Those pieces, yeah, (laughs) right? And I appreciate it. So I want to, you know, with all of that, take us through this turning point. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: So meaning when I started my business, and right. when I,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I dug deep and I realized at the time that first week it came real quick. I realized how bad of a sugar addiction I had, um, especially with being pregnant for two years. I let myself have ice cream every night or treats when I wanted. And this program called to cut out sugar and alcohol. And so for the first time in my life, I had to... Not being pregnant, right? Not drink and not binge eat. And so it forced me to change that habit. And so the first week was awful. I had migraines and headaches, but what it taught me was in the next two, three, it was a 13 week program. So as I got on, I figured I'm in control and I dug into personal development and I realized that I could make a change and I woke up feeling more confident. And like, although I might appear and sound very confident now, I struggled my entire life, even though I was always really blessed in sports. I always struggled with self-confidence. So the turning point was definitely finding myself again, the personal development, and then a lot of emotional workouts just where I would just be crying and I didn't know why. And it's because the trainer was just speaking so much truth into my heart and my soul that I had been lying to myself for years, telling myself I wasn't good enough. I wasn't worthy. Um, And just like I said before, like seeking approval from other people or other things. And um, yeah, so it just has totally saved me. And then on the flip end, my business has given me so much purpose because because I hit rock bottom and have been so low, I'm now able to relate to the majority of my challengers who are struggling with food choices and self-esteem because I've been there and I know what that feels like, but I also know how empowering it feels and how in control it is or how how control you feel when you have made the change and you're in control again.
0: Yeah. Oh, so huge. And I'm curious how, you know, who, who was the woman I'm assuming again, I'm assuming it's a woman who reached out to you and kind of like brought you in.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of ironic. So she is a church friend. So her pastor or her husband's a pastor. Her name's actually Whitney Atkinson. And we joked because she was like the cheerleader and I was the athlete and she got into the business before me. Uh-huh. And He's like, you should try this, you should try this. And at the time I was doing CrossFit with her husband, yeah. we we're like, No, oh, we do CrossFit. We don't need that. That stuff's stupid. That's not for athletes, right? Yeah. And what she was doing was she was molding herself and she was learning how to eat and she was taking care of herself mentally, physically, spiritually. And she was a role model for me. So she kind of again for the probably eighth or ninth month in a row, said, Hey, you should do this. I think you'd be good at this. Mm-hmm. And kind of like side note at that time, I was drowning in postpartum anxiety. Mm-hmm. I mean, trying to keep two babies alive. Is just a lot uh, yeah and so it saved me so she said just do this with me so I said okay and we're athletes I went all in so it's one speed for us it wasn't an option I was finishing it and so it was the most fulfilling thing of my life to finish and um, um Autumn Calvaries actually is the creator of the program that I did through mm-hmm. um, the company
0: Wow so. So So cool. And it, I mean, it speaks to like timing, right? Timing is everything. And when you hear something at one time, you're like, Oh, it's, it's not for me. But then like you hear it again in that timing that it fits. And so I'm so glad that, you know, it kind of circled back and she circled back to you and invited you in to do this because just from hearing, talking, talking about this, like you are so passionate and I know like from Instagram and us connecting, like that you want to help former athletes, you know, in this space. So go ahead and talk about like how you work with former athletes to help, you know, basically serve as a bridge to that former athlete to like the next best version of them after sport.
1: For sure. Um, Bethany, I joked about this a little bit, like our, we wish somebody would have dug into or, you know, found us at 22 and been like, Hey, I'm here for you. I know what you're going to go through. Like you can do this. Like you're still going to succeed at life. You're going to be able to conquer hard things. Um, so basically, um, I, I love athletes. I love helping anybody, but athletes, especially because once you transition from college to the real world you're, you're struggling to find that team vibe and you're struggling to find what you're good at or competing and having end results and being able to cross something off a list and, um, do something for you and just feel your best. So my, like I said, my favorite people, I mean, my favorite people are anybody I can help, but, um, the personal development side of it and the, um, being part of the team and being in control of your emotions and the gift giving. So giving it back, because if I would have just done this journey and been like, this is cool. I got in the best shape of my life postpartum and not helped anybody along the way. Like I look at that as selfish. So I decided that it's, it just created that college kind of um, community and vibe. And it's just been such a, such a gift.
0: Uh, So cool. So, I mean, like with anything in your life, I'm seeing like these parallels between being a athlete and just having those challenges mentally like with other people like your coach that wasn't clearly aligned with you and then navigating that transition to new school and then navigating the transition to you know your first few full-time roles and then eventually to being a mom and then a mom starting a business so you did literally all of the things But, you know, kind of talk about the transition and maybe some of the challenges you had in starting a business. Because I feel like with everything great, we do go through that transition and that grit building process. So go ahead and speak to, you know, transitioning into like fully stepping into and owning that business.
1: For sure. So something really quickly, though, that you just said that I wanted to touch on. I feel Mm -hmm. like um, what I realized was I was giving other people my power. Um, Mm -hmm. Allowing other people to be in control of me. So when, because you had said that about my coach, and I realized, yeah. even though I was 28, I had given him 10 years of my life where I was yeah. struggling. So right. if you're right now where you're holding on to something that somebody else did to you, whatever whether it was a month ago or 10 years ago, like the power that you're giving them, they don't deserve, and you're in control. So I just want to like drop mm-hmm. that bomb. No, that's huge. Opening for, eye-opening for me. Um, but as far as transitioning from a stay at home mom full time to owning a health and fitness business online, Mm -hmm. I'd be lying if I said it was easy. I am an all in go getter. So for me, um, I would work every single hour of every single day because I'm so passionate about it and there's no burnout because I just, all I want to do is help people and I can see the growth in people and I can see their confidence change. So in the very beginning, I was just learning everything. And I, of course, typical Kelly, and this is kind of a really cool question because when I started something, always my tracker was get overwhelmed, get burned out, quit. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I learned. So for yeah. this, I started it. I was super passionate and I could feel myself getting overwhelmed. I could feel my anxiety coming back in. I could hear my inner mean girl telling me, this isn't for you. This is just for those top girls. Like, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. And then of course that mom guilt came in and I felt like I was like picking between my kids and the business. So probably about, I'm 14 months in, so probably about six months ago, I committed to 5am. So I'm up at 5am. I work my business in the morning. The minute my kids are up, they're my full attention until they go down for nap and be able to work it during their nap time. And then when they wake up again, they're mine. And then a little bit at night. So, um, it's hard because you want to put your all into it, but, mm-hmm. um, know the season of life right now with a three-year-old and a 21 month old like they're my main focus and they're not independent and they can't self you know do anything basically so Mm -hmm. it's just as an athlete though it's really hard to be like oh hey by the way you can only do this for three hours a day and I know you're on fire and you want to go save the world but like you you can't touch your phone right now you know you have a tantrum happening over here like it can wait um so the power of phone discipline Mm -hmm. and um just saying discipline to myself and the promises I made to myself have been huge for this business.
0: Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. And I think like we mentioned before, like you're, you're raising your own team now, Mm -hmm. but right now you are like the true leader of it all and managing it on all fronts from at home and then managing your, your health and fitness team as well. So I, I mean, again, like you can totally hear like the just immense care that you have for what you do, but I want to, I want our listeners to hear like, what are some of those moments during your role as a health and fitness coach and, you know, even personal development coach that literally light up your soul and you're like, this is why I do this.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have an album saved to my phone right now. Um, I had one for 2018 and I made one for 2019. And anytime that someone texts me, um, a picture of a before and after of themselves or a Mm -hmm. little snippet that says, I just looked in the mirror and I'm so proud of myself or, oh my gosh, I fit in this dress or I feel confident in this bikini or Mm -hmm. I've never loved myself. Like those things I've known from a very early age that I was made to impact people in a way, but I didn't know how. And that's why I kind of went into special ed, but, um, and teaching, but this, This is so close to my heart because of how hard I struggled. Um, And I know how I felt when I overcame those challenges. So it is just when I get those messages, which happen frequently, which is the best part of coaching. It's the best part because you, those hard days when you don't want to show up, but you show up, you know that you're motivating and helping and inspiring somebody else. And right when you're questioning yourself, if you should be doing this, if it's worth it and you get the message, I mean, I, I should open my phone right now and read them all, but it's just all in general just hearing other people have confidence and wins and break their bad habits Mm -hmm. or just learn to love themselves or push through the emotional damage that they endured during their college experience i just feel like it's such god's purpose for me it's just such a gift
0: awesome that's so incredible i mean with the her sports story platform of course i have had the privilege to you know talk and connect with women like yourself that have found themselves in their purpose in alignment with what the universe has says to them, this is for you and this is how you're going to serve others. So, so amazing. Thank you. And before we kind of, I guess, wrap up into one of our final questions that I always ask our podcast guests, please let us know how the Her Sports Story Tribe can get connected with you.
1: For Sure. Um, so if you go to my Instagram, which is Kelly underscore C underscore Bray,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: I have a link tree that's available and there's uh, three or four different tabs in the link tree. Um, my email is available. Should I drop it? Okay. Sure. It's um, ryan, R H E I N dot Kelly, K E L L Y at gmail.com. Um, or if you're still chilling on Facebook, you can find me on Facebook under Kelly. And then I actually have like 700 names because I didn't want to drop my media name. So <laughs> Uh, hyphen, Ryan, and then last name being Bray, B-R-A-Y. So, so many names, all the names, but I'm just so passionate about helping people. It's just like, it's the best. It's just Uh, the best.
0: So amazing. And I'll include those in the show notes as well, so people can link them and whatnot. So, awesome. Now, for our final question, I know that, like, we talked about this before on our call, just, you know, like, wanting someone in that kind of transition when we were 22, 23 to be like, come over here, girl. I know what you're going through. Like you're a former athlete. Now you're transitioning and you have all of these, you know, types of, I would say patterns that kind of come with you initially after life, you know, with sport, whether that's perfectionism or people pleasing like we talked about. So if You were in a room with, let's say, like, you know, 100 to 200 just female, former female athletes who are just, like, (laughs) sitting there just wanting, you know, a piece of advice or reassurance. What would you say to them? Oh.
1: All the things, I would say all the things. But for sure, the one thing that I would start with is your identity and your role in life is not based off of your off of your performance in sport. And I think that's where I struggle the most is because I associated my happiness with my performance. So I would say even when your sport ends and you get dropped into the real world, you're still competitive, you're still an athlete, you're still go-getter, you're still passionate, you're still an incredible teammate. Um, I think something else that's super powerful is just continue to compete, whether that's um, you know, running half marathons or competing in CrossFit or bar or soul mm-hmm. or anything like that. It doesn't have to be, you know, what you used to do in college, maybe that sport, if you still want to play it or not, but find something that you can compete in and then give back to the sport. So I regret not getting back to the sport because at the time I didn't think that I was emotionally, mentally stable enough to, but if you're able to get back to the sport in any way, give back, whether it's, you know, kind of Bethany, like your platform, um, just communicating. There are so many of us, especially female athletes that are just struggling in that transition. And it just is so, um and like powerful to hear somebody else say, Hey, I'm struggling too. So you're not alone. Um, and there is life after sports. Um, and you're still, you're going to do huge things. You just don't know yet, but you're just incredible and keep going.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I literally sitting over here, like getting chills through that whole, whole thing because you get it. And like, Are you know the goal of her sports story is to provide this type of insight to athletes that are transitioning out into their next chapters after sports. So, thank you so much for being a guest today. It was truly like so much fun, and I love the way you tell your story and your energy behind it. And I just want to applaud you for one everything that like you've gone through to get you to this point as well as like being an amazing mom holding down everything um Ugh, because, yeah <laughs> but you you truly are like a part of this her sports story community and i can't thank you enough for being here today
1: thank you bethany for having me it's been such a blessing to meet you and be able to talk with you